Welcome back. I'm feeling good. Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 149. Today is a good day, July 22nd. The Yankees are actually good. I don't even want to call them the Yankees. I want to call them the Scranton Yankees. Four straight series wins. Scranton Yankees are out and they're about. They're hot in the streets. We're 4-0 since Greg Allen has been starting on the team. Tyler Wade is blocking people. Probably salty because we changed the fan club from... Greg Allen, or to Greg Allen, I should say. And the Wait, Yankees are playing. Way block us? Not us. He blocked other people. We'll oh. get into that. He's just salty about things, which, you know, if your fan club is shut down and somebody else takes the fan club, even there's a shirt printed on it, go check it out by the shirt link in bio. I'd be pissed too. I'd be pissed too. And uh, Yankees are playing some small ball. So how are we feeling, fellas? Today, as you know, I'm Luke Chandler and Murph. Damon is doing Damon things. But how are we feeling? Well, we talked about uh, this 13-game stretch, and we talked about the Philly series not mattering. Uh, I feel like it mattered very much. Who said it didn't matter? Right now. Oh, I don't know that I said it didn't matter. No, no, not didn't matter as much as the other games, which is fair. I mean, it, it doesn't. But point is, I'm feeling very good <laughs> after taking two from the Phillies. What do you mean it the Phillies doesn't? Phillies were hot, dude. The Phillies were riding super high into that, so good for us and good for the AAA Yankees. That I got was a lot of Mets up. fans that are very happy with me right now, or with us right now. Oh, because Dude, we beat you, the, Phillies. the Phillies. If you told me ever, not even at the beginning of this year, just in general, that we would win a game in which Asher Wajahavada, whatever the fuck his last name is, Nick it's Nelson, a- Luis Sessa, and Justin Wilson pitched in, and Brooks Kriske, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. Well, so. I said that last night. It was it's, It was... Asher gives up a home run on the first fucking pitch. I, w- I went to the stadium le- yesterday, and first pitch, home run. Just, like, fuck you, Asher. But then he kind of, did he settle in? I don't I don't even know. I kind of just. He gave up. There was a lot of traffic. But he did, you know what, to his credit, not many of them scored. I think he only gave up two in, like, four innings, which that, that easily could have been seven nothing. I mean, there were, they had six people, six people left in scoring position in the first four innings. So, so would that have been a Cortez start for sure, right? Had to be. So I was just wondering how we got to the situation where Asher Wojciechowski is is pitching for the Yankees. Well, Debbie Garcia has like a nine ERA, but he hasn't been in the picture for a while. Like we we haven't had. Well, but I think that's the Nestor Cortez start. Well, it is. I thought you were saying why like Asher, but no. Well, yeah, why Asher? I don't want to see Asher pitch again. But it's just funny to see. Exactly how you drew it up. The Yankees win the game with Ryan Lamar walking it off. You got Brooks Kriske in the 10th. You got Nick Nelson in a bases-loaded jam for the millionth time. And you got, who else was it? And Justin Wilson had a clean inning. Did he have a second clean inning? He came back out. He came in to shut the uh, door on Nelson's mess. And then he came in and had a shutdown inning after that. He's still in the sun, but it was nice. Yeah, we're going to get into the, the current occupancy of the sun in a second, but there 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 are some changes that are being proposed, at least. We'll, we we have to do majority vote, not majority vote, unanimous decision to get somebody off the sun, so we'll figure out about that. Just wanted to give a quick shout-out to our boy that we met at the stadium yesterday, bought me a beer, so 
shout out to shout out to him. Uh, that was cool. But yeah, let's get into a little bit of the uh, COVID slash injury news just to do a little housekeeping. Honestly, I don't really care if these guys come back or not. I'm I'm totally cool with the Scranton Yankees being the team. They they have it, it to me. The Scranton Yankees seem like you know everybody says college football and college sports like people care because they don't have a job yet. They're trying to get to the NFL and they have that fire underneath them. That's kind of what the Scranton Yankees are right now because these are all replacement players and stuff like that. Guys that you know Greg Allen hasn't really ever gotten a shot and he's taking it and he's running with it. Other guys, you know, Ryan Lamar, all these random names. Park hasn't come up, but he's another, like, all these random guys. Like, even fucking Tyler Wade, who's gotten shots. Everybody but Clint Frazier is getting shots right now. And it's just, it's nice to see because they genuinely care. They don't have money yet, or not the money that other baseball players are getting. So they're really chomping at the bit to take advantage of this. And they're doing the little things. And I've been talking about it forever, saying, I want the Yankees to play small ball. It works. Look at every other fucking team. Home runner bust doesn't work. What's working right now? What's the one thing that changed with this team? Yeah, the players changed, but the here's the thing. They changed this whole schematics of the way Boone's going to manage it. And like, oh, yeah, we don't have power hitters, so we're going to drop down bunts. We're going to move people over. We're going to get fucking base hits. Maybe that's just, you know, the players. The base hits thing is you can't really game plan for as much, but... I mean, the bunts and, and the stealing, that's something that I've always wanted from the Yankees, and they just don't do it. And I hope, here's the thing, I hope when the guys do come back, because obviously they are going to, and when I say I want the Yankees, Scranton Yankees to stay, I, I don't mean that. But I, I hope the game plan stays in place even when the guys come back. I don't think we have, we're not as equipped to do that because we don't have the speed with those guys. That's why it kind of falls by the wayside, but... I hope at least we, we do like the situational bunting and things like that because that, that does work. I agree with everything you just said, which is pretty rare for us, I know. But, I know. Uh, Dude, do you want to uh, know something cool? Murph was, Murph was talking. Uh, you guys are no, laughing and having a moment. Well, it's going to play into what Murph's going to say. It's going to be cool. So the combination of Greg Allen, Ryan Lamar, and Tyler Wade has accounted for over 30% of our team's stolen bases in like a combined like 10 games. I would imagine that Mike Talkman also carries a significant Mike Talkman has two of them, which we only have 23 total. So oh, do with okay. that I thought he had more than two. But still, either way, like you were saying, and you've been saying that we need to start doing this small ball sort of brand of baseball. And it's finally coming around and it's coming into the other thing that we've been talking about, which is getting a little bit more life, a little bit more juice in the dugout. And that was a huge problem at the beginning of the year. So now that that's sort of working its way out, it's from the small ball that you mentioned. Problem is, like you said, also, we're not equipped to continue doing that, especially on the stolen basis side. So having a guy, a spark plug guy like Greg Allen in there for the time being is really helpful. And I've been this is the most exciting I've had watching most excited i've been watching this whole year so dude i saw something the other day that greg allen made it all the way around the bases without a single hit in the inning when was the last time you saw a yankee player ever do that i haven't walked stole second moved a third on a fly ball and then scored on a errant pickoff so with with the greg allen thing i was saying this yesterday to damon um one he did enough in that game to keep this greg allen fan club going because here's the thing I, I kind of related a little bit to like the Jeremy Lin thing. Jeremy Lin sucked, but he created hysteria for playing well at a certain time. And it's just, it. 
that is something that can actually spark a team. And it, it's all fun and games right now. But like the Greg Allen thing is genuinely sparking the team. And I, I just hoped, like, I don't think he's going to be the next coming of fucking, you know, Ricky Henderson. But I do think that he can, if he can stay, like, have that one hit per game. He doesn't need to go four for four or bat 500. But he had a, a solid RBI that brought it in the game. He has the hustle double and just all that. He need he just needs to do enough for me to keep this Greg Allen fan club going and not really make it a joke. I don't know when it becomes not a joke anymore. It's currently still kind of a joke, but like, what if he does this for another week? Like, is, are we going to start saying like he should get some playing time when the, some of the starters come back? Like wh- when does it become not a joke with this Greg Allen stuff? I mean, there's no reason right now, unless they get somebody at the deadline, there's no reason that Greg Allen shouldn't be in left field until he starts, you know, falling off. Because right now, who else is going to play left? <clears throat> you got Judge, who's going to play every day, and Allen, and then I guess Brett Gardner. But like, I would rather I, I'd rather Greg Allen than Brett Gardner. I'd rather Greg Allen than Brett Gardner. I'd rather have Greg Allen in the outfield over Andohar, who's coming back soon. I'd rather have him in the outfield over Tyler Wade. Florial? Would you? Who would you rather there? I'd rather have him over Florial. Right I think now. that's the closest debate out of any of those because here's the thing: like you said, Judge will come back. So right now, the, the starting outfield is Florial, Allen, and Gardner. So you got to believe Gardner's the first to go there when Judge comes back. So you swap that out. Then you no, have, it's gonna be Florial. but then you're assuming that we're going to get somebody in the deadline who's an outfielder. So there is one of those three can potentially be in the starting outfield. I think it's between Florial and Allen. Like, let's say just for argument's sake, we get uh, Marte. Marte is the center fielder. Judge is in right field. Who's playing left? Answer three, two, one, go. To... Sorry, I, I was just thinking of something else real quick. Why would you do I, that? I was... Just it's literally this is literally as quick as it gets. Murph, who would okay. you go? If it, if this was all happening tomorrow, Greg Allen. I would also go Greg Allen. But and it, listen to how ass backwards this is. By Greg Allen playing as well as he is, he's actually costing himself a job. Why? By him playing well and keeping us because he's been the spark plug of this team while everybody's dead. Like he's been the spark plug of this team by playing well and sparking something enough for them to win and maybe buy at the deadline. You buy an outfielder that replaces him because he played well. I don't get you what you're saying. saying. It's a little roundabout, but I well, I no. If he's playing, if he's playing this well right now, he's playing probably the best on the team in the last five games. Sure. And these are these are the most important games leading up to the deadline. Sure. If he plays well. And you're winning these games. Oh, because you're, go you're we're considering. Yeah, you're going now. We're going to be fired. Yeah, now okay. Now, now, now I'm on. Fired, I'm on the team. Going to eventually take his spot because because of how well he's playing, he's going to lose his job. Because and if because if we were sellers, if we were sellers, he'd probably start for the rest of the year. Exactly. So th- this reminds me a little bit of. I mean, obviously it's been five games, but I can't help but try to tie it into Urshela who was another guy who had a little bit of a stint in the majors. From the Indians. We had him, brought him from in the from the Indians, too, of all things. Had him in the minors for a little bit. He came up and exploded. Obviously, it's a tall order to say that Greg Allen's going to turn into Rochella, but, like, got to give him a little bit of a chance here. Like, I listen, keep him up. Even if we bring in an outfielder, keep him on the MLB roster until everybody comes back at least. Give well, like Rella was shot. saying on the last episode, he's got a role on this team going forward. He's a switch hitter. He's fast as shit. He steals bases. Like, I would rather have Greg Allen coming in in a playoff series 
as a defensive replacement slash speed guy over Tyler Wade, which is what the default yeah. is now. So I think that's – I said that last week, and I think that's exactly what he is. I'm not going to overreact. Because even if he does continue to hit really well, I he doesn't actually – what's the ceiling for him? I, I think the ceiling, if he continues to hit, he won't hit like this. Let's say he hits like – 250 but he does all these things he's a tyler wade i think that i think he's going to be better than tyler wade because here's the thing he has the the he, tyler wade has the one up on him because he could play infield and outfield greg allen's a switch hitter so what would you prefer there i would prefer greg allen and i think as like wade has been that 26th man because he's so versatile for us i think that is greg allen has his sights set on 26th man and i think he's perfectly content with that and I'd be happy with him as the 26th man for sure. It's a damn good 26th man to have. He's just as so long as he exciting, keeps up Pinch running in the playoffs. like that. That's something that I could see him being an enormous spark plug for. Whether or not he's starting or not, which he could be. Like we just said, Florial could be the odd man out. I, I will give Florial some credit here too because the numbers may not show how good Florial's been doing, but he's been doing great. Like Greg Allen has been getting on, and Florial has been getting him in with sack flies and shit, which doesn't look. He does get the RBI for that, but he's also been moving him over from second to third on RB. He's putting the ball in play, which is more than you could say about a lot of the players on the Yankees. So that's he's awesome. Also having a really good. He's having a really good year in AAA too, so it's not like he's been fluky. Came up, got a little lucky. Like he's been a solid. And he's different from the other guys like Greg Allen. Whereas he's got pedigree, he's genuinely supposed to be good. So that this is less of a fluke, more of a like, okay, this guy's supposed to be good and he's playing well. So that's my, and he's a lefty too. So I, I can, there is an argument to be made that he would be the, the guy starting in the outfield. If he plays center field, so I'm damn sure he could play left field is inevitably where the opening is probably going to be. I don't foresee us getting two outfielders. Hicks won't be there. Stanton probably isn't going to play the outfield. He's going to try to play in Miami in a couple, like a week or so. But I, I would prefer to have him just DH, to be honest. And then we might be looking for another DH after he tries to play in the outfield. Yeah, I'd prefer to just have him parked there now that we found this this gold with Greg Allen. I have a question for you guys: Is yesterday's game was pretty fun? I was at the game, great time. Where does that game rank for you guys in terms of games of the year? I think this could be an ongoing thing where we, we find game of the year. And then whenever a, cool, a good one happens, we see if it trumps it. And by the end of the year, we always know what game was the most fun. So I think that game yesterday is pretty up there. Maybe I'm biased because I was there. And to be fair, Damon also wanted to leave when it was 5-2. He thought we had it in the bag. And then little did he know that Nick Nelson would come in. But I think yesterday's game was so fucking exciting. And I wanted to see where you guys had it in terms of games of the year. I mean, I have it at number one. Unless you, the only one I can think Number of that's one. even close. Yeah, the only things I can think of close are like the walk-off triple plays, which were cool. I think there's two of the those. The White Sox game with the triple play is one of the ones I have written down here as potential games of the year. I remember talking about that one. The other two, which feels like last year's Kluber's no-hitter. Oh, fuck. I forgot, and, oh, and wow. Garrett, I forgot Kluber was on the team. Yeah, and Garrett Cole's 129 pitch shot out against the Astros. Oh, no, that was that was Wait, okay. No, so that was one. That was one. And then this is yeah. like 1B. Because Cole's just, if it wasn't against the Astros, plus, it wouldn't have been as electric. But that was fucking awesome. Plus, the judge home run was the only run. Like, somehow that makes it yeah. a little sweet. So you would put Cole um, over everything. Cole won. Where's Kluber's no no for you? That has to be two. 
Yeah. I, I okay. Imagine. And then I put this one three and then White Sox four. Okay. That, so I'm cool with thing, that ranking. I forgot about the, the no hitter. I thought that was like 2000. Feels like last year. Yeah. The big thing about this one that made it more exciting was that it was the small ball oriented. Like small ball. Small ball. No, yeah. So Glaber Torres bunted. He's bunted like four times in his career. And then get Gary fact? over, and then it it'd be I don't know. I'm pretty sure they said it on the post game show. I don't know if it was four, but it was something really low. And um, it'd be it, the only thing that would have been cooler is if Lamar Lamar's head actually got out into the short porch. That would have been awesome. I thought it got out. Yeah, seeing it, it live, it was so I was fun. Like, wow. I didn't I didn't know where to look with my eyes because I was in the left field bleachers, so I saw it happen. I was at first watching the outfielder to see if it would get over his head, but it didn't even matter because there was a man on th- – Stanton was on third, I think it was. So it literally didn't matter. So after I knew the game was over because it was still in the air, I I realized, I had a realization that, like, okay, this game's over anyway. So I wanted to look at Ryan Lamar to see what he was doing, and he was, like, hand up in the air. That's what I, I was, like, pandering back and forth, like, oh, what do I watch? What do I watch? And he was – the whole – everyone was freaking the fuck out. Just a very cool thing to watch. And I had like the bird's eye view in the center field bar, which if you're ever going to the stadium, the most underrated place to be is the standing room center field bar. It's like the sky deck. It's aw- unbelievable. A lot of fun. There's actually TVs there too. So if you have, if you want to watch the broadcast a little bit and watch the game too, cool time. But yeah, man, a lot of fun. I think this genuinely is like, I, I'm very confident in the season now. I'm not I'm not saying I'm very confident in the season yet. Like I feel a lot better than I did. We I mean, much, yeah, but... we're riding high and there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but I mean, we still have a tall task. Like the people that we're catching are no scrubs. It's not like we're going to try and catch the Mariners who inevitably are going to fall off. <clears throat> we're going after the Rays, the A's, and the Red fucking Sox. Red Sox. So that's that's a tall, tall task. We're not just going to have, we're going to need to win a lot and we're going to need some help. You can't fuck I around like- and lose games to the Red Sox anymore. I mean, obviously, I don't expect them to go like 10 and 0 the rest of the year. I'm just saying you can't, you can't go get swept in Boston. You can't go to the Trop and play like shit. Like every game matters now. Like they left their self with a razor thin margin of error. So I have it's a, possible. I have a question for like you that pertains to this. Dead. So this is all telling. I said this to Damon yesterday. So we were kind of looking at the big board in center field when they're at the game to see the other scores of games. And the Red Sox are currently playing the Blue Jays, who, when you look at it, were closer to the Blue Jays because of the wild card race. They were technically above us. I think they still... We passed them now. We passed them now. But my question to him was, it was 5-3. I'll set the scene for you. It was 5-3. And Teoscar Hernandez... 5-3 Red Sox. And Teoscar Hernandez hit a solo shot. I said, Damon, I painted that picture for him. I said, immediate reaction, how does that make you feel? So how in that situation, how would that make you guys feel? Are you happy or, or sad about that? Because that's all telling about what you think the trajectory of the season would be. I'm happy about that. I'd rather chase down the Reds. That's what I mean. So Me that too. means you guys think the AL East is still alive, which I do too. And Because at first I was conflicted. I was like, oh, well, like you, you want to shoot for the stars and you just might reach them. If you're saying... That you are happy that the the if you're happy that the Blue Jays lose, it's like okay, like you're you're shooting for mediocrity. You're just settling right now. Like there's a lot of season left. Yes, we have a tall task, and we'll see a lot more of what like what this team's made of when the guys come back and after this huge stretch of games that starts tonight 
Boston for four, and then Tampa Bay for three. That's just we're going to get a good taste of where we're at, and we might have a new team, a couple new players on the team then. But I genuinely believe that we do still have a shot at, at the wild card at the at the aliens. Well, if I mean. we if we win three out of four on the Red Sox in the next few days, then it's a way, way, way different outlook on the rest of the division than if we split. What are we currently behind? We're seven games back, I think, currently. So if we come knocking on the door and win three out of four against Boston, yeah. that's that I think you have to win message, you have to win five out of the next seven against the Red Sox and the Rays combined. In any shape sort of fashion you have to take five of the next seven i think if you want a chance because the Rays Maybe four and three but you can't you can't go out there and put up a below 500 record in these next seven and expect to come back in august and september the Rays are this right there yeah is, oh i know this is we say this season. every series but this really is this is the season these next seven as far as the east goes yeah because if you percent. fuck this away and you go two and five or whatever and you bury yourself double digits behind with a month and a half, two months remaining, like you can kiss it goodbye unless you go on an amazing stretch of games. But you have a chance now, and this is it. This is these seven games. There's no there's no second chance after this for the East. You go out there and you have to at least stay alive. I, it's a good time for a spark, but it's a bad time to have a lot of your lineup and ro- rotation out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, like excited because I'm interesting. I, yeah, I'm excited because I love the next man up guys. I just wish they were doing it like against the Marlins this weekend, not the fucking best team in the American yeah. League. But like, whatever. Th- for this to be the most important part of the season, at least so yeah. far, and probably going forward, to have what was it like Ryan Lamar, Brett Gardner, and Allen in the outfield? Like, I mean, they did it in Boston, though. They could do it again. Like, no, I know. I know. I know. I'm not saying they can't. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, Yikes! You like, know what's no weird? What's you know what's weird? I'm I'm weirdly confident. I have never felt confidence pretty much this whole season since opening day. I am weirdly confident with this team. Like tomorrow, going into tomorrow against Boston, get, like last month, I would have felt like we're walking to a buzzsaw. Tomorrow, I'm just like I feel confident, even with this team. Or tonight, I mean, Garrett Cole is pitching too, so that's fucking awesome. Like tonight. He might actually have some run support behind him, which is crazy. I mean, they did it against Aaron Nola. They did it against. Uh, did you say Garrett Cole's pitching tonight? Tomorrow, I mean t- tonight. Oh, oh, tonight yeah. is Montgomery. Tonight's yeah. Montgomery, uh, who's gotten zero runs of support in his last he's five. Who? What did you say? No, he's not. Chris Sale's not pitching in this series, right? He, I know he's coming. He's back on his way back. Now. Dude, Jordan Montgomery has gotten a grand total of yeah. zero runs behind him in the last five games. So maybe the next man up guys can can fix that because that poor bastard he's really done a decent job this year yeah. i mean at least keeping you in the game he's not going to win a cy young or anything but montgomery's giving us like five six innings of three run ball every time he's out there yeah and one last thing on these next man up yankees is i it's just this is what it took to spark this season like i i think this is genuinely the the, the way the life was with the the starters I think this is the only way we could have sparked the season because now when they do come back, I, there's a like the morale in the locker room has now 180 degree flipped because of these next man up guys, and now they can pass the torch. I feel like, like it, I don't think it just gets like when the guys come back. I don't think it's just straight up done. Like I think they they like turn the tides for the whole team. You know what I mean? 
even when the guys come back, like they come back with new confidence because of what they transferred to. The, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. Yeah, so, I get it. I'm feeling good. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the individual players. So we talked a lot about Greg Allen, and I wanted to bring up a little bit about Mr. Ruggio Dor because he has been the lifeblood of this team, not necessarily due to his performance. And now he's actually performing. So Chandler, I wanted you to give me... I don't think it's a coincidence that the sirens are behind you right now. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. That ain't a soundboard, baby. The man is on fire. In his last 15, 318 batting average, 400 on base, 636 slugging, four home runs, and 10 RBIs. And since he changed his number, he's still doing pretty well. You know, he's slugging almost nine or not slugging, excuse me, that'd be insane. But his OPS is almost 900. He's batting over 260 on base in the mid 300s. The man, the man's good. It's time to have the discussion that Odor is a good player. I mean, listen, he's he's still we have this weird conversation with everybody about like age. Like, could this be a breakout? I don't necessarily think it's a breakout, but I do think that he's he's a young player. He's the same age as Clint. He's twenty seven. The same age as Clint, which is wild. He's He's done it though. He got that big extension from the Rangers for a reason. He has more home runs by like sixty than what was that stat about second baseman? Yeah, it was like in his. Through the age 27 season, like second baseman home runs, he was 50 or 60 ahead of Cano. He's the only one ever to have that many. Like, oh, no, it was about 20 home run seasons. He's had a home, 20 home, he had seven 20 home run seasons before the age of like whatever he is. Is the only for. I think it was 10 home run seasons, though. No, it was 20. I think, he, I think he broke. I think this year counted after his home run a couple days ago. I'll look, I'll look up his baseball bat. reference, but he's got 157 right home runs already. Well, he, he had like a 30 or 40, a couple of 30, 40 years, like early. Yeah, he's got early 33, on, 30, 30. Yeah. He was really good. I mean, he had 33 home runs. He has five uh, 20 plus home run seasons. Yeah. And he yeah. probably has seven, 10 plus. Wait, where do you see 20 plus? He's got one. Two, those three. are doubles. Got, those are doubles. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's he's got three, but no, I do. I mean, in 2016, he had 271 with 33 home runs. That's not bad. That's not no, bad. That's, he's that, 27. That exceptional. He was probably an all star that year. No. Yeah, absolutely, he was. And I don't want to freak out too much because for the year right now, he does still have 102 OPS plus, which is very major league average. But re- as of it recently, is above average. Is above slightly average. above average, but when you look at it, I mean, dude, he he just has a knack for the big moment. Like he may not be hitting unbelievable all throughout the year, but it seems like even when he was playing so bad, and we were like, "This guy stinks," he still managed to come out in the big moments, and he's got the confidence. Like he pimps every fucking home run, and it's awesome. I it wish is, it is bunting. His bunting is what gets me. He's hitting four hundred on bunts this year. Is that the stat? Yeah, he's two for five. Damn. He's fucking awesome. So He's electric, man. And I, I tweeted out yesterday, have you ever seen Odor all the way in the dugout? I have not. No. He's and when, at least on no. the top step. Like He was to on hold. deck. Before, he was after Ryan Lamar yesterday. He was in the hole. In the he tent. He was like sitting on top of the dugout. No, I was watching him in the dugout. He, was, he, he wasn't in the dugout. I was watching him. On, in the on-deck circle. He wasn't in the on-deck circle. He was pacing back and forth like a bull, 
just ready to fucking do. He, and that's the thing too. There are players who don't want the big moment like that. He genuinely not wanted. He needed to be the guy to have the chance to walk it off. He wanted it so fucking bad more than he wanted his next breath. And that's what you fucking like. You can't teach that. You can't teach heart. Can't teach clutch. And he's got both of those things. Dude, he's just a fucking fire hose. I love this guy. We needed that guy so bad, and it's just great that we have it finally. Yeah. So I want to turn the clocks to a little bit of the sun watch. So currently on the sun, and this is something we do here, is that if a... Jesus Christ, sorry. There's a bus behind my City apartment. Living. City living. I thought that was a sound for the sun segment. That could be. Second. Clip that. So the sun watch currently on the sun is Wandy Peralta, Mike Ford, Justin Wilson, and Brooks Kriske. So the table has been set for potential entries to the sun, which we will now debate is Tyler Wade and Nick Nelson are on the clock. But Brooks Kriske, there's a motion that he could be potentially taken off the sun. So let's discuss starting with Brooks Kriske. Are we taking him off the sun? He got you, the win yesterday. That's you going to me? I think that was enough for me because he had a good season, remember? Like last year or two years ago, I think it was 2019. He was awesome. In his inaugural debut season, he was good. Yeah, I mean, he was absolutely fucking terrible for a little bit. But um, I would I would pass that motion for him to come down from the sun tentatively. At least get him boarded on the ship and headed back towards Earth. Also, keep in mind, for those listening, it has to be unanimous. So, that's one vote for Chrisky to come off the sun. Murphy, where do you sit? Bring him back. Bring him back to Earth. All right. We got two for yes. It's deciding, so deciding factor. It's vote. like dodgeball with the, uh, with the Chuck Norris thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm going to say no, because I the way he – here's the deciding factor, too. One, he has a 10.5 ERA still this year. Two – the way he ran out yesterday, you guys didn't see it in the dugout. It was the classic meme of JT Romuto just shaking his head. He ran out like he had a stick up his ass. So I'm going to give him the no on that because he looked like the most odd, awkward guy in the world. Me and Damon looked at each other like, what the f- Oh, fuck. Like, this is about to happen. So I'm going to say no for today. Okay. Sorry, Fair Brooks. Enough. That's why it's unanimous. Uh, I think Damon also would be on the team with saying that he should stay up there. So... I don't have an issue with it. I was just, you know, recency bias. Yeah. So I mean, he did put his nuts on the table yesterday. Next motion. Way. Next motion is Mr. Tyler Wade. So he. See ya. You're sending him to the sun. Yep. Hundred percent. Yes. Murphy. I'm not quite sending him to the sun. I think he's taken that little. Who is the guy? Jeff Bezos. Bezos just went up in the spaceship. Did I you say who is Jeff Bezos? And then <laughs> acting like you didn't know exactly who you were talking about. No, no, no. Yeah, I, hey, really? You I ever heard of this I Amazon know how to thing? That, no, that, no, that was exactly like how you, you found a baseball savant for the first time. It's like, hey, guys, I found this really cool website for the first time. You guys ever heard of baseball savant? It's like, there's this guy. I don't know if you guys know Jeff Bezos, but he went up to this, the the moon the other day, wherever the fuck in the space. Remember his name for us, Murphy. Second, before you finish your decision, Tyler Wade's hitting 194. He has zero home runs. His OPS is below 500. And his OPS plus is 39. 39. Yeah. 
That's sixty-one below average. All right, good man. You convinced me. No, I mean, you make your you make your decision. I just want you to have all the facts. I'm gonna send him to the sun for the reason that Greg Allen is taking his. He he has competition for the twenty-sixth man, so I I think, and he's blocking people. I wanted to point out somebody tweeted at him and said specifically this: the Yankees brought up ten players from AAA. And T Wade is still the worst player on the team. And then he followed, it, and then he followed, and then he followed it up with all of the players that he was specifically referencing with the ten. He goes, Allen dash keeper, Lamar triple A, Florial keep him because Gardner stinks, Gittens be patient, Park play him, Ambergris oh well, Wade to the moon. We'll say Sun in our case, and I think. It, and then immediately he put below in that thread Tyler Wade. It's, it, you are blocked from following Tyler Wade viewing Tyler Wade's tweets. So Tyler Wade's feeling the pressure from New York right now, and I think the pressure is being applied by Mr. Greg Allen. Remember when he hit us with the LOL, all right, bet, just wait and see? Still waiting. I mean, you can't say something like that and then be worse than your career average. And be worse than the 10 people you call up to the Yankees when you were on the opening day roster. Dude, he has four more strikeouts than hits this year. It's bad right, news. We'll send that's a, that's one I'm sad about. I have I'm not been not. sad about sending anybody to the sun yet. I'm Remember when we it. heckled him in spring training? That was electric, fun times. So you have. So I here's the thing too. This is the first. This is a historic moment for our podcast. It's the first uh, fan club that has been sent to the sun. I was never a part of that. That was in the BC era. As Before like Chandler. It. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. that's two votes for yes, send him to the sun. Yeah. Welcome to the sun, Tyler Wade. <laughs> Motion pass. So Tyler Wade has now joined the sun. Now, last one is Nick Nelson. How the All fuck was Nick Nelson not, not on, on the sun already? already? I think that he was just a sun, too. My man is pasty. Yeah, that was just a lapse in judgment by us. So Nick Nelson, yeah. let's look up his stats for the year. I mean, just something to be said. Like he's been he's been put into bases loaded spots every fucking week. It it's seems kind of funny like that those runs went against Zach Britton last night, and he's still his ERA. Nick Nelson's ERA went down after last night. Yeah, Nick Nelson's ERA was a nine four five. He's a negative one WAR. Um, Dude, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm good with him being on the sun, just because I don't want to see him fucking pitch ever again. No, I mean, poor bastard. Yeah, Boone puts him in the worst situations possible, but I mean, be, eventually a blind squirrel finds a nut. Like you would think, eventually he could get out of a bases loaded jam. I think he's like oh for five hundred nine. Every time he goes in, it's just instant wild pitches, hits, home runs, you name it. I mean, he threw one in the dirt and scored a run. That's what tied the game. Dude, he didn't even make it to the dirt. I think it hit the fucking grass. Like, he might have spiked that off his cleat. I'm sending him. Gone. Later. Gone. All right. So the current sun occupancy that has adjourned our meeting for the sun uh, watch, or whatever you want to call this, sun count. Wandy, Ford, Justin Wilson, Kriske, Wade, Nelson, and Bruce. Jay Bruce is the sun meister. So he's just, he's graduated from the sun. He is the sun. He graduated from sun school. So that has been that. So let's get into, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, what else did you guys want to talk about before we go to voicemails? 
That's a lot of people on the Chapman. sun. That's all I got to say. Is there, is, is there a capacity on the sun? No. I just Sounds I, pretty I, big. I feel like the sun should be, so, you got to be like really, really bad to be on These the These guys sun. have been really, really bad. I know. That's the thing. Like, so that's no. why I was kind of defending Tyler Wade for a second. I was like, has he really been that bad? Yeah. Yes. And then, and then you hit me in the face with some facts. Tyler Wade has bad. been the worst position player on this team since Jay Bruce became the sun meister as Rella designated him. First of all, that was my thing. The that was meister. you. That was you. That was you. You're right. You're right. As I was. Okay. Okay. So just before we go to voicemails, a couple little news and notes from around the league uh, or around other leagues for that. Um, Tanaka's pitching in the Olympics. So that's fun. I will be watching that. The Olympics start next week. For those who didn't know, who live under a rock, Melky Cabrera is in the Olympics. Todd Frazier is in the Olympics. I'm excited for Jose the Olympics. Batista. Jose Batista is in the Olympics. I'm excited for the Olympics, and I will be. Dude, maybe we can get Odor on the Olympic team and get a Batista Odor rematch. It's just so weird because the Olympics, like, no, no one's playing. Like, it's all like Todd Frazier, who's, I think, out of the league. Yeah, I wish what they would do. I wish they'd Well, no, I read something. You have to guy. be. You have to be uh, below the majors in AAA to compete in the Yeah, Olympics. Julio Rodriguez is playing. I wish they yeah. waited for the All-Star break this season and just had like an extra week or something because they were already complaining about how they didn't have enough time in between. I think Kike Hernandez said that. So I, wa- I wish they would just be like, let's take a little bit longer of an All-Star break, line it up with once every four years with the Olympics and just send out a good fucking team. But that's kind of like the World Baseball Classic, and those are I have fond memories of watching Stanton in the World the Baseball World. Classic. I know that's in the off season, right? But like with the if it, it's the fucking Olympics, like let's send out a fucking good team. It just so happens that the ba- basketball Olympics is always a good team because that's in the off season, right? It's in the summer. Yeah. So yeah. I just wish we could send out a, like a like the nice like the well, full our team. Basketball Olympic team fucking blows. I know. I'm I just. So, I just. I just wish hockey does the young kids, right? No, they used to. Now they did. Then they did NHL for a while. I don't know, I man. I've seen the Mighty did. Ducks. Yeah, I just well, wish yeah, we could. Too, though. No, like, the Miracle 1980 team was all college kids, but yeah, recently they then they went to pros. Dude, just imagine like just the best pl- players playing against each other, like. Otani is is going against uh, for his team and, and the, like we got Mike Trout and just like the best Otani pitching to Trout imagine unbelievable like that would be so fucking cool to watch I hope if Manfred is listening he gives them a break and they all decide to go fucking play like Judge and and probably not Sten but he would probably get the not I don't know like Posey probably behind the dish or Ramuto's probably the guy there it just would be so fun I'd be interested to see somebody make like a a U- team USA to see who that who that team would be but that'd be fun that's not here nor there uh, yeah he would so let's get into our first voicemail first one is from the Greg Allen guy so let's have him take the floor it's your boy Jashin Benjamin aka Mr. Greg Allen dude I'm the dude that has Greg Allen's name over the Kobe Ellsbury jersey you know what? That's our man. He's going to go crazy, bro. He's going to go crazy. He's an explosive. The team's been looking sharp. The bullpen needs to work on it still. Other than that, we're going to the playoffs, bro. I don't care what anybody says. The Red Sox do not have shit on us. The Rays don't. 
bro, I'm telling you, this whole second half, we're turning it around. We're flipping it up, bro. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go. I'm with you, Greg Allen, dude. And he fired the bleachers up, so I'll give him a shout-out right there. He was telling everybody to stand up when you should stand up. Two outs, get the fuck up. I'm having a blast with Greg Allen on this team. You, you're preaching in the choir, Mr. Greg Allen. We, I will say we were the, kind of the first to the Greg Allen train. Go check the tape. We posted that post way early on after his – I think it was Sunday night. Sunday night baseball, I talked about Greg Allen. So we are the Greg Allen guys, but – you know what? There's a lot to be said about the bleacher guy that gets everybody hyped. Oh yeah, you need a guy like that. If you're like good that. at that, if you're good at that, I think you can change the whole momentum of the game. See, I'm never really that guy in the bleachers. Like, I kind of just can get my own self hyped. But I like if you, here's my thing: if you're in the bleachers and you're not getting hyped, like don't be in the bleachers. So I, I don't need to tell you guys that you should be standing up when it's bases loaded. Like that, it shouldn't need to be said. So, but like, there's you got you have to have. You have to have uh, the driver of the bus in the bleachers, and he was definitely the driver of the bus yesterday. So shout-out to you. Shout-out to the Yankees for being good. Shout-out to Greg Allen for being just the fucking best. So I wish he would come on the show. Greg Allen? Yeah. He saw the Greg Allen guy's story yesterday. So Did he? He's checking the socials. He knows that people like him. I DM'd him. What an asshole. Not yeah. actually. I love you, Greg, if you're listening. It is depressing. I'm sorry that I sound like I'm dead. I just woke up. Okay. But what do you guys think about us making the playoffs? We're only 3.5 games behind the athletics. And honestly, if we stand the top three guys, I think we will make either the four seed or the five seed. What are your options? I mean, yeah, it sounds like you're dead, but we don't care. Appreciate the call. 914-469-2168 is the line. You guys need to tell us where you're from, what your name is, too, so we could get a sense for for who you are a little bit. But in terms of making the playoffs, I think we said it before. I'm I'm fully back on board. Panic meter has been dusted off, and I'm going to knock it back down to about... I'm not fully confident yet because we got to see what the starters look like when they come back, but I'm about halfway, I'd say, in terms of a panic meter, 5 out of 10. Where are you guys at? Panic meter is still like a 6 just because of how much... We have to make up now. Like I said earlier, our <clears throat> our margin for error is just razor thin. But you know what? I think they can make the playoffs. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they're sellers and missing the playoffs anymore. So that is what I'll say. I'm not nearly as frustrated as I was before. That's for sure. Panic meter, I think, is still around a five. But I think right now the odds that we make the playoffs, in my mind, are better than the odds that we miss it. Not going. Uh, yeah. Like I don't want. I don't want to agree with you. I don't want to sound like we are flip-flopping. That's why I'm still at a five because, like I said, these last four games, our four-game winning streak, four-series winning streak too, like a lot can change in the next, like if these next four games or seven games, like we said, if we go, you know, two and five in those seven, we're, we're in a different spot and we're we're very much not in the AL East. I think that could, if we go two and seven in the next seven, we're probably not going to win the AL East because that puts us back a ton because those are against the two teams that are leading yeah, at least as it sits, wild card would still be in in contention. But we like these next this next week is a very fucking big week. It's very important. Every game is quite literally a wild card game for us. We need to treat it like that. Like it's it's winner fucking go home. And you know this team has been playing well for the last week, but they're also the Scranton Yankees. So they it it wouldn't shock me if they came down to earth a little bit. So that that's also another thing going for us that could be negative, but listen man, 
team's good on paper. If they can keep the confidence up, I'm confident in this team too. So I think our chances of making the playoffs, I would put it in in the Luke in my Luke confidence meter, I would say like 75% I'm sitting at. 75%? That's where oh, I, I sit, right? Say. To make a wild card. Yeah, I was going to say like 40% for a wild card. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I think it's a little over 50, but a little less than the 75. I think I'll sit with Murph I think then. we have about a 10% chance of winning the division, and I think we got like a 55, 60% chance of making a wild card. I'll sit with, I'll sit with you, Murph. I'll sit at your table with that. 60%. Appreciate that. We're we're not often at the same table, Mr. Ella. No, we're not. Hey, boys, this is Nelly calling again from Utah. I'm just watching the replay of Odor pimping that home run. Man, this team is looking like they're having fun. Uh, I love that Torres has. It looks like he's he's finding his stride again. I don't want to jinx anything. Um, the what the announcer just said, this team looks like they're having fun, and I agree. Let's go, Yankees. Let's keep this momentum. They are having fun. I'm having fun. Odor. Yeah, just like, Odor's amazing. Odor's amazing. Appreciate the call, Nelly. Recurring we didn't caller. didn't talk about Glaber at all, though. That is one thing. I mean, he's so been let's pretty talk about good. Him. Let's talk about him, then. Yeah, she brought him up. We've completely neglected him for the whole episode. He's got three home runs in his last four games. Is he back? Is he good? Is he good again? Murph, what do you think? I might need four more games to tell. But we need Glaber. We need one of those some of those classic Glaber grand slams against the Red Sox that he likes to have. Yeah. If he goes like on that. one of those little Orioles streaks again, but against the Red Sox, that'd be great. I mean, if he goes on an Orioles streak against the Red Sox. <laughs> we're winning the division. We're blow we're winning 120 games. I don't even know if that's I'm definitely not sold on him being back yet though. Like he's definitely not back in my mind, but he's he's starting. He's chipping away. That is actually not mathematically possible for us to win 120 games. That's sad. I mean, did you expect that that would be possible? Uh not particularly, but I still feel like there's a lot of time left, so when I said it, I was I figured we'd have to go like 60 and five or something i didn't know it was like completely impossible so now i'm sad but now we're, we're gonna really nice to see the yankees bunting and stealing bases and playing playing hard nosed baseball and it's very refreshing to see but also looking at this this is the way partially a roster needs to be constructed this all comes back to cashman and the way this lineup is made I firmly believe we are only succeeding because half this lineup is hurt. And we're, we have AAA guys who, who have heart and actually want to play for something. It, it, it's nice to see. It's not sustainable, but it's nice to see. I liked what he said about this team's playing hard-nosed baseball. I think that's a good way to put it. Sounds like just like a football reference. So it's, we're just real gritty. Out we're there. just we're the grinders. We're fucking ground and pound. We're getting it done. Just like, I mean, he even said that I don't think it's sustainable. I agree. Uh, it could be, we could sit here and I mean, it's happened before we've had the replacement teams. I, my question to you guys is like, I look, what, how does this happen? This is the third time now that the replacements spark the team. I, why does this keep like, why can't the starters just fucking do it? Like, I don't I don't understand. I, this is not well, coincidence this is happening. I mean our minor yeah. league system is has the best record in baseball. So I just it's just wild to me that this is happening for a third time. 
Well, we're putting in guys that can do something other than home run or bust. Yeah, we have a lot of guys that can fill up a stat sheet, but what does that do on a day-to-day basis? <clears throat> I've been saying it since February that the way the lineup's constructed, yeah, you're going to have a lot of great years. You're going to we might make the playoffs even, but the lineup is not constructed for sustainable success the way it is. I mean, it is now with the replacements, maybe not this exact lineup, but you know what I mean? Those kind of guys is you need to have speed. You need to have these other things. You cannot rely on seven home runs a game to win forever. So I agree with him. Completely agree. I agree with everything you just said and everything he just said. I wish it was sustainable. That'd be great. But yeah, it'd be awesome if if we could have Judge and Stanton hitting home runs back to back every night. But that's not going to happen. If it takes this team going on a pretty hot stretch while everybody else is hurt or sick to get us into a playoff position where the home runner bust, we can roll the dice with that in the playoffs, then fine. Power to it. But right now, it's been the most enjoyable baseball I've watched all year. I'm just conflicted because like now it is cashman to be praised for building a farm system that can play like this yes but on the flip side of that none of them are playing in the big leagues on a consistent basis because he's got all these splashy power hitters on the lineup every night that aren't doing it so where do you fall on that spectrum there needs to be a balance yes there's things to be happy about but there's also the team that's just struggled the entire time and really since 2020 so find that balance, and maybe people won't be calling for your head every fucking day. Agreed. Another thing to think about is that Boone's been managing games differently with this roster than he has with when everybody's healthy, and I think you it just to. looks a little better on his part. Like he's letting them steal bases. He's using the small ball. He's you know not that he's. We've been coming after Boone for quite some time for mismanaging games, and I feel like he's been managing this team that has a little bit of speed. And it's built a little differently than he has with the big power hitting lineup that we traditionally use. Yeah, I haven't like been like fuck Boone in a little while. At least two I weeks. Pretty, I was pretty fuck Boone when he pulled in Nelson last night. That was pretty not cool. But but like, what were the, I don't think we talked about this either. What were the alternatives? We oh we didn't see Chad Green. We also have a four game series with the Red Sox coming up. No off day, so we probably didn't want to burn the bullpen on a non league game. Yeah, but when no, but when every every game matters, like I don't know, I, I don't know how much you we can play for tomorrow. When yeah, like yeah, like you said, every game matters. You have you don't have the luxury of playing for tomorrow when you come out and barely barely squeak over five hundred in the first eighty something. You don't get that luxury, but a little bit you can because like like he said, we are we do have to win every game, but I mean Red Sox Rays right now is is make or break. So a, a little bit of it is true where you can play for tomorrow in that sense. But at the same time, that's the next seven games. So playing for tomorrow only gets you so far because some of those games, you're going to have to do the same shit with putting in a Krisky and putting in whatever in these close games. So it's something we're going to have to figure out. I mean, hopefully Cortez, Lasagna. Lasagna is coming back like today, right? So is Nestor. They're both, they're both testing negative from what I saw, and they're both with the team. They just haven't been fully reinstated yet. And then Geo Judge, uh, sometime next week. Voight, end of the month, they say. Kluber, who the fuck knows? Sevy through 30 pitches, look good. August, they're saying, who knows? Clint is literally like a what? I don't know where that guy is. I don't know. I think Clint disappeared. 
Damon wanted to go on a rant. Yeah, Damon wanted to go on a rant about that. He thinks that they're keeping him down. I don't agree. I would like to hear what Damon had to say about that. He said he was going to go on a rant. I mean, Clint just had opportunities and he just stunk. So I think that's what that is. And but here's the thing: with I was saying this too before. Would Clint? Clint would be out there if it weren't for whatever the fuck is going on with him right now. Like he's. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, the, he would be out there over probably Gardner. Florial. Yeah, no. I, I would I would put him over Florial, too. I'll, I wouldn't. Not right now, but he would be because... That's, they, what, that's what I meant. I, he would have been out they there. I don't like Florial up there. And, I mean, I kind of agree to an extent. You know, he probably needs more time in AAA, but I don't know. I disagree. Great. I think he looks great, yeah. I know what they think, yeah, but I, I think he should fucking stay up. Why not? He's a lefty bat. He has. He's a good outfielder, good arm. It's just, I, I don't. I don't see why you don't keep him up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that for you, Luke Rella. Let's go to the next call. What's going on, boys? It's your boy CJ Bambino from Long Island. What a fucking win tonight! Just when it looked like they were about to get their dicks kicked in, they just they say no, and they fight back. Flores bunting was fucking amazing. He got up and I'm like, I really hope he doesn't try and swing for the fences to move the runner over. Oh, man. Like, what a game. Greg Allen, like I said, big spark plug. Odor is a monster. He's just hitting all home. He's hitting home runs now. He's going crazy. He's got the boys going crazy. Lemare now. <laughs> I just, I love it. I really hope they ride this energy into Fenway and they come and they shove and they just do what they have to do to beat Boston. We need to kick these guys' asses and we need to show them that we're not going to be sellers at the deadline. We're going to be buyers. We're going to go get the pieces we need. And you know what? We're going to make the playoffs and we're going to do what we got to do in the playoffs. Let's fucking go Yankees. Keep doing what you're doing, boys. Be good. Appreciate the call, CJ. One of the OGs, 914-469-2168 is the number. Hit our line. He said a lot of things that sparked so much in my brain. Just like, you know, we got to kick their ass. Could you imagine how we're going to feel on the episode next Tuesday or Monday when we record, wherever we recorded the Tuesday episode? If we sweep the Red Sox in a four-game series, we are going to be on the fucking moon. I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Also, fun fact and a little preview to the action episode next week. If we do sweep the Red Sox, there'll be a little poem from the action specialist BJ about how the Yankees season is not dead and how the Red Sox suck. So that'll be he's a big Red Sox fan. So everybody get ready for that because it's coming. Dude, and, and he spoke about uh, the, the, like being buyers at the deadline. Uh, if we play well, we'll be solidified as buyers. We're, we're buyers either way. I'm just a little bit pissed off that nothing happened already. Like, why are we waiting? If we wait longer, the price is only going to go up. And I said that before, but like, why? I, I want something done today. Like, I feel like right now I want to break news. I want to hit the breaking news fucking sound on the soundboard and be like, yo, we got Joey Gallery. Yo, we got Sarlon Marte. Why is it taking this long? Dude, I actually have that. That's a problem I have with MLB in general. Why does everybody wait till the day of? Why don't you get shit done before? Like th- the Braves, when Acuna went down, they went and got Jock Peterson the next fucking day. Go it, do that. Especially because look at the team right now. Like we 
have such a slate of games coming up right now that is make or break for this season. And we're playing with a, a little league lineup that is playing well right now. But why are we waiting and not doing having it? Why don't we have Gallo up for this game or start Marte up for this game? We need it. We need it so bad. Like if we had Marte in there, like these guys will hold it over and give us a, a more of a fighting shot. We have a fighting shot to win these series. Absolutely. But like, come on, these games are the whole season right now. Don't wait until the deadline because it's a deadline. Just fucking for once in your life, do something before it's due. I know back in college, you always waited until the deadline. I guess they have that same fucking mentality, but like make a move right now. We need it. Whether or not you make the move today, it's obviously not going to happen. Gallo was taking ABs in Texas, but that happened with, with Grinky last year. Grinky was pitching and he was like, oh, I got traded. He left the game and he, was just, he got traded to Houston. Like just fucking do. So. I think that was against the Yankees too, wasn't it? He pitched no, against that us was, that, that was day. Like three years ago, by the way. But that was two years ago. <laughs> it was twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. It's twenty eight. I remember being at work. It was the beginning of this podcast. We wanted to get Grinky. I'm gonna look it up. No, it was twenty nineteen. It was twenty nineteen. It was twenty nineteen. You're right. I yep. was at work. I remember it because I was pissed off too. Yep. It was twenty minutes after the deadline. He was pitching against us, and then he he left the game. He literally left the game and went to to Houston. What team was he on before that? The Diamondbacks. He was on the D-backs for a little bit. The Royals before that. Yeah. He was on the Brewers. The Brewers. All right, next call. Fucking go, boys. Brian Lamar, walk off. Let's fucking go, baby. Dude, I'm telling you, these fucking Scranton goddamn rail riders, bro. They come up, they're fired up, getting everything fucking rolling, dude. Making the boys, making Stanton, making Glaber, making Gary, making everybody get fired up for this shit. These boys want to play. These boys are sticking to the pinstripes. I fucking love it, man. Greg Allen is a fucking god. Brian Lamar comes on, does the job. These boys are hungry, man. These boys, they're fighting to stay in the pinstripes. And I fucking love it, dude. Absolutely fucking love it. Pitching did their job. Fucking boy steps up, did their job. Yankees are finally fun to watch again, man. Like, this is what we've been waiting on all fucking year. If this is what it takes for the boys to get rolling, then this is what it takes. But I'll keep going with fucking Strand, bud. These boys are fucking getting it. Come on, baby. Let's go, Yanks. I think at this point, like you said, if, if this is what it takes, come on, let's do it. At this point, the way it's been going for the last three years, let's just schedule uh, a July-August time period where that's going to be like the Scranton – Scranton week, like we just bring up the the rail riders and they're gonna play in place of we give all the guys in the team because they all need rest days anyway. So we save all the rest days for a week, and then we just have Scranton week and we just publicize it. Like you're gonna get fucking Greg Allen, you're gonna get Tyler Wade, maybe not Tyler Wade, he might, he might be on the Sun then, but that's just Scranton week, and then it's just like a reset button for the whole lineup because like he said and we said before, like this team is playing to keep the pinstripes on, so. Like they need, they have the fight. They need it, and that's. I think maybe Scranton week could also be like putting the rest of the starters on notice. Like, hey, look at Greg Allen right now, Brett Gardner. You might not have a job. I wish they would actually hold somebody accountable like that. Like, it, I wish it mattered what these next man up people did to where the starters weren't just guaranteed their jobs back. It does a little bit. We talking about? No, it doesn't. Brett it Gardner doesn't li- quite literally may not have a job if Greg Allen keeps playing like this. Not true. He will be I mean, on the roster, but he won't. He won't get cut. Wait, wait. But 
Look what Clint Frazier did in his first stint when Brett Gardner was like flailing and a hundred years old and they were still like, all right, see you, Clint. I don't give a shit that you've been our best hitter on the next man up team. We're going to still play Brett Gardner and you can have fun in AAA. I know that hasn't panned out over the long run, but it doesn't matter what they do. Andahar missed the whole season. Andahar missed an entire season. No, I know he did. Where's Andahar? We were talking about it. He's got a wrist strain. He's out until the end of the month. Want him but back. He, even before he got hurt, when he came back originally, what, last year or two years ago, again, in the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about like position battles, and the position battles were Ford versus Voight and Urshela versus uh, Andujar, even when Andujar was healthy, and we were debating that pretty heavily. Well, Andujar got his job back when – so 2019, he tore his labrum on opening day, or maybe the right. second day. Diving back into third. And he played through it, whatever. Then he went on the IL with soreness. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to rehab it. And then he came back. And he took his job right back over. And he was fucking abysmal. And then he went and got the surgery. And then it became Gio's job. And he did it for a whole year. Right. That's what I'm saying. But even Gio was kicking ass. And then Andahar came back and they gave it to him immediately. They're not going to. It doesn't matter what these guys do, which is the sad thing. No, you're right. That's true. One last thing that I wanted to talk about. That was our last voicemail, but um, we didn't talk about Chapman at all. So Chapman came in in the ninth. Back-to-back games. Back-to-back games. So what are our thoughts on Chapman? Uh, He gave up a fucking nuke to McCutcheon. But other than that, that actually, I think that turned his season around, giving up that home run. I'm going to say it. Giving up that home run because after that I'm he eager fucking to hear how you okay well let, explain don't this one. Me so he came in two days ago and his first save in like a month he was kind of all over the place like did whatever sucked ass gave up a fucking nuke like I'm talking seven thousand feet to Andrew McCutcheon and that kind of lit a fire he was pissed off he came in and struck out like two people blew the last guy away at 101 got his stare back and then last night he did the same thing he looked great he walked a guy picked him off struck out two more he stared him down at 101 like i think that mccutcheon home run pissed him off and kind of sparked something under him he was like all right i'm tired of being dog shit i'm just gonna rear back and throw it a thousand miles an hour i'm not trying to locate anymore i'm just mad and i'm gonna throw the ball it's crazy what happens. Because before that, he was located. He was throwing like 96 and just missing spots all over the place. Then he got pissed off and was just rearing back and letting it loose. Letting it loose is definitely what he was doing. He's taking heads off. Like I don't know. Like He ended up going through and having a cleaning last night, but he looked like shit. He can't locate for – dude, he can't locate at all. He started out with the fucking 3-1 count, and then I think he, he walked him – and then they had a double play. He had the pickoff that, no, he, that saved him. He picked the guy off, and he struck out too, I believe. Dude, like, but the the location, he's wild right now. Like, wild thing, Rick Vaughn. It's just he, he hasn't had control. So he may the sat sheet may look clean, but it it didn't look like that when you watched yesterday. So I, in terms of if you're talking about your confidence in him, I don't think he's fully – like, you talk about job security. Obviously, he's probably going to be still the closer for the rest of the year. We'll talk about picking him up, uh, like continuing to have him on the team later. But I think there's still an opportunity there for games to be close. I don't think people are. I don't think Boone is like very. Like he's been asked about like is is Chapman going to close the game? I think he's he's 
earned that back at least for the time being like in the in in the Red Sox series upcoming tie game or we're up one in the ninth inning you 100% without a doubt want Chapman to come in who else would you take right now I mean Loisga when he comes back I would give him a shot uh, right now I would give him game one well maybe not because that's three days in a row I would give him Say he takes tonight off for rest and tomorrow's his first game back, I'd give him game two and see how he does. And if he I comes out that. and he shuts it down, then I think you start using him regular, regularly again until he proves that he can't do it. I think if he comes out and he shits the bed, then then it's time to revisit that and actually revisit it as like, fuck. But he looked good. I don't care. I mean, yeah, he had those two, and they stand out because he almost killed two guys, but he's always been wild. And he's made it work. This isn't news. It's not like, oh, shit, Chapman lost his control. Chapman never had control. <laughs> I mean, the alternatives are Chad Green, who hasn't looked great recently either, and Loazga, who will be coming, even if he comes back tonight, he will be, it'll be his first game back, and do you want to throw him right in the closer role right then? No, you don't. So I agree he's going to be closing. I think it's just by default right now, but I, I don't think it's, if I if he had other options, I mean, Britain could could go too, but he didn't really look great. Fuck no, no, but he didn't really look great either. I, I don't know. I think it's by default at this point, but I'm not. I'm not. Su- I'm not a hundred percent happy about it. That's what I'll say. No, I'm not saying he's gonna like win Cy Young out of the closer role, but I feel like he's starting to get it back. That's all I was saying. I think that sparked something. I really think that pissed him off when McCutcheon hit that ball out. He's looked like a, a completely different pitcher since. There's a lot of other reasons to be pissed off if you're him. I mean, McCutcheon well, yeah, is was... just, I guess, the cherry on top, but he's been fucking abysmal for a month. So hopefully he turns that around, and we, we need him. We need him bad, and we we plan on being in a lot of close games. The Scranton Yankees, if we do win, we're not going to be blowing out the Red Sox and Tampa Bay. I think at first, you, you know, know that. I think at first, uh, we like now – a little bit, the Red Sox and Rays are like, okay, these guys are, these guys have some fight. Like it's not, it's no longer like this, this random team that you have no film on. Like that first series, we take two, we go two and one against the Red Sox. We just kind of catch them by surprise. Now it's like, okay, they're really coming for us now. Let's let's turn it on. We can't lose again to these guys. So I think we're going to get our best stuff out of out of the Red Sox. So I really am curious to see how the Scranton Rail Riders can can hold up against them. So. I have a gripe. Why is Greg Allen not... Are you going to play the sound? Don't have it queued up. Mm, you fucked up. I do have a gripe. Gripe why alert. Is Allen, why is Greg Allen batting seventh right now on this team? <laughs> I'm not saying when Judge and Geo and stuff are back, he's gonna he should be hitting third or fourth, but in yesterday's lineup, why, why is Greg Allen hitting seventh? Let's treat this as a little bit of a pregame show. What do we think the lineup is today? Mm, or what would you want? I, I want DJ. DJ leading off. They've had Stanton in the two hole. I, I'd say we probably keep that the same. I don't like having Stanton and Judge in the two hole. Judge was doing awesome in the three hole, but Stanton is good in the two hole. So I'd go DJ, Judge. I judge like judge is in back. Judge is in back. So or not Judge Stanton. Stanton, sorry. DJ, Stanton, um, Greg they, Allen. They've had Odor in the three hole. Yeah, no. I know. I think I, I'd keep him there. You want him in the three hole? He's been there wanna, and he's been doing well. He's a lefty, so I would keep no, him no, there. No, no, I'm saying Greg Allen. I'm saying Greg I want Allen Greg Allen in the, in the top of the order. No, I like he's, Odor in the three hole. I, Greg Allen? 
I'd put Greg Allen. Greg I Allen want Greg five. Allen in the top because he can score with those guys, the power hitters. Put him at five. Break up the lineup. Four Gary. Five Greg Allen. Six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. I, I mean, think, Glaber, you're leaving I like out. Hot oh, I, I forgot I like about what Glaber. We had yesterday. I like what we had yesterday. Just switch Gardy and Greg Allen. Gardy needs to be basically. batting last, or Tyler Wade. Well, Tyler Wade's hitting then four. Maybe move Florial up because I think Wade he hit nine. Third. It's so wild having this many lefties. Dude, yeah, I know. I don't. Maybe not third, but I want Greg. I really want Greg Allen up towards the top. What was he yesterday? Seven. Yeah, move him okay, up one. Put him at this? six. Or, or different different thought here. Put him in nine, and then let double lead off. Get on and do some funky stuff when when he's got DJ and Stanton behind him. Because you're not you're sure as hell not going to put him in front of him. Why not this? Why not put him at leadoff? I know that's never going to happen. And then put DJ in the two hole because DJ is nothing but a three four hole hitter that takes the double play out of the equation when you got a speedy guy on first who's getting on base. I mean, on paper, yeah, that's like that's on not, paper, it's awesome. Not the like, not the worst idea. No, if I was making like a Mario baseball lineup, I would do that every day. I know that this is obviously you can't do that. Interesting like that you it. went Mario baseball instead of like MLB The Show, which is already preloaded with these players. I don't know because I have never played the show. It's a sin, but uh, I, well, I think I didn't have a PlayStation, so I think I would do that if I was playing the show right now against you guys. I would probably put Greg Allen at the top of the order. I would put DJ two, and then I would shift everybody back one. I think for our purposes, I. If you're gonna move him up to like six, I think he's he's better used. If you're gonna have him in the back third of the order, put him at nine, like you said, Merv. It's no no difference to us if you have him in seven, eight, six. I'd rather have him in the double leadoff spot. You know, I, the, he's not gonna be four. He's not gonna be in the middle of the order. He's not gonna be at the top. So if he's gonna be in the back third, put him at nine. Stop moving him up, honestly, because. Double leadoff is is huge, and he's a switch hitter. So, take with that. The double leadoff only matters like once, though. If he's coming what? behind Gardner and like Gittens and Wade, <clears throat> or something, or he, there's more often than not, he's going to come up with like two outs. I don't know. I guess I we'll wait and base. see. I want I want a guy with that fast up for. If Stan hits a fucking laser beam down the line, I want him trying to score, not somebody else. Well, I guess that's not a good example because Stan's been hitting second. But if like Gary hits a if Gary hits a rope in the and Stanton's on first, like he's not scoring. He's not scoring. Yeah. He's not scoring. And you need every run you can get against the Red Sox. He if Gary hits a rope in the gap and Greg Allen's on first, he might score twice. Wade and Greg Allen are the only two people that can score from first on a double, and Tyler Wade is never on first. So Exactly. It was just so weird also that since all of our guys that would be pinch running are in the starting lineup yesterday when um I forget who it was. I think it was I think it was Gary. Yeah, because in the in the top of the tenth, Gary was on second because of the, the new stupid rule. So I was literally like, okay, who do we even have? Who do we have left, first of all? Second do we of all, we have another catcher on the roster. No, because Higgy, I don't even know who the, who the, who the, the third catcher is, but Higgy is also on the COVID IL, wherever the fuck's happening with him. He's not available. So I, I, like, ne- I touched Damon. I was oh, like, yo. McCann. No, McCann was the backup catcher. No, he's not. He's on the team. What's his name? Brantley. Brantley. Brantley, Brantley the yeah. first baseman. I mean, he is a catcher, but 
Chirinos was yeah. on the team, but he was he's not on the team anymore. But I was just saying we don't I don't even know the the third catcher, so I don't even think we have one available. And I was just like, dude, it's the extra innings. We we need somebody to pinch run right now. All of our pinch runners are currently in the game or subbed out because at the time Wade got subbed out for Chris Gittens for a pinch hit situation, so he's not available. He was also in the lineup to start. Greg Allen would be the guy that I would say would pinch run. He's starting. He's probably our best player. So it's just like we didn't have anybody to pinch run. So I guess that's the one caveat to being the Scranton Yankees is that we don't have anybody to come in and do. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna look right after this to find out who our fucking reserves are to even get. Like who who do we have? Who else is? Dude, did you know Baseball Reference does your top twelve players by WAR? Like as the homepage, I didn't know that. Little fun fact for you while I'm looking at it. Jordan Montgomery is fourth on the team in war. Ahead of Geo, ahead of Gary, ahead of Stanton. That is a fun That's fact. Wild. Ahead of DJ. Jordan Solid. Montgomery, huh? Yeah, he's got a one seven war. Good old Gumby. All right. I like him. So hopefully I figured can, that'd be fitting since he's pitching. Yeah, I was gonna say hopefully he can keep that going. Hopefully we get him some run support because he hasn't had a single run of run support in the last five starts. I think it is so. Fuck some ass, Jordan. All the guys at 161st Street. I just have two words for you. See ya.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.